This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You also, of course, have to talk to us now a little bit about She Runs It. Tell us a little bit about the genesis of this uh, initiative and this effort. The effort that you're talking about is called the Inclusion and Diversity Accountability Consortium. We call it for short IDAC. Okay. Um, and the the genesis of this idea was, as an organization, we've stood for women at each stage of their career. Okay. Our role, when we started in 1912, that far back, was to help women conduct business because most business was conducted in men's clubs mm. or in organizations that were exclusively for men. Mm-hmm. So what we wanted to do was give women a seat at the table so that they could conduct that business. Interesting. Now, fast forward 100 years, we want to give more women a seat at the head of that table uh-huh. because we know women are good for business. Mm-hmm. And last year, we started talking about this issue. And the reality is that standing for women is wonderful, and we're very proud of what we do. Mm-hmm. But the reality is the, the, the mosaic of women is, is very varied. Mm-hmm. And we need to stand for all women of all ethnicities mm-hmm. and all perspectives. And industry leaders in our ecosystem were challenging us to help with that, to help make sure that as we look towards the future, mm-hmm. that the mosaic of our workforces will complement the customers that we serve. Gotcha. And that reflection in terms of the the organizations, the thought leaders, those individuals who, who lead these organizations need to reflect the composition of the consumers that they serve, essentially, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so let me t- tell, tell me about this IDAC, because I, I want to make sure that uh, listeners get this. Give, give us that. Uh, give us the title again, please. It's called the Inclusion and Diversity Accountability Consortium. Okay. The Inclusion, Diversity, and Accountability Consortium. Is there a website? Uh, It's on sherunsit.org. Okay. And uh, the... The initiative was started, and we to make it simple, because IDAC is something sometimes hard to remember, <laughs> we use the hashtag inclusive brands. Okay. And the idea behind it is that in order to change what is a 40-year problem, probably a lifelong industry right. problem, mm-hmm. where the composition of our industry leaders are primarily white, mm-hmm. in order to make the composition of our workforce is more diverse and more inclusive, we need three things. Okay. We need to measure where we are. We need to have dialogue outside of the comfort zone of our own companies to learn. Okay. And we need to make a commitment to act. Mm. And we formed the consortium with those three ideas in mind. Because the reality is many companies don't measure and many companies don't measure where they are relative to others. Oh. So as I think about this, think about driving a car. Mm-hmm. You fill your car with gas. If you had no gas gauge, <laughs> it's a pretty unsettling feeling, wouldn't That's, it? Yes, absolutely. If you start a business and you're selling a product mm-hmm. and you don't know what your sales are or you don't know what your expenses are, mm-hmm. really hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. If all of the customers are are becoming more diverse, how do you not measure where you are relative to serving those needs. Gotcha. It's as basic as that. Gotcha. So we tried to tackle the hard part in partnership with another organization called Diversity Best Practices. Okay. We worked with them to um, offer our industry, and our industry is defined as marketing, media, and tech, Mm -hmm. a tool where they can answer 300 questions on inclusion, representation, and culture. Interesting. And 
they only get to see their data. We publish the industry-wide report, but we do not share individual company data because we want them to feel comfortable Mm. with bad news and know (laughs) that what we want to do is help them get to a better place. Interesting. Can you give us an example of uh, some of these questions that get asked in the tool? Uh, Yeah. We ask, so we we know that there are certain things that really help uh, uh, cultivate leaders. Okay. And some of those, and and especially cultivate diversity and inclusion, Mm -hmm. formal sponsorship programs, inclusive succession planning, Mm. mentorship programs. Gotcha. Also in the hiring process, do companies um, have diverse interview slates? Do they train their internal recruiters? on how to, how to interview. Mm. Do they train hiring managers? Do they make demands of their external recruiting companies? Gotcha. These are all examples of the kinds of things that companies can do mm-hmm. to create more inclusive workforces. If you think about it, you know, if I'm in this role, mm-hmm. it's very natural for me to want to find someone like me. Mm-hmm. And if 70% of, our leadership, uh, of, of the leadership in our industry is, is white, and white men, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not uncommon. It's a natural thing to want to recruit others who are like us. Interesting. So what we have to do, and it has to start with the CEO, is infuse these best practices so we're learning mm-hmm. how to pull people of diverse backgrounds up through the pipeline. Very, very interesting. So as part of this, Lynn, do, do you diagnose? So they answer 300 questions or a, a slate of questions. Do they get a score back? It's like how? They do. Okay, interesting. And they so you, 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 you benchmark them against this score. We benchmark them against mm-hmm. this score, right. Interesting. Uh, so they actually, with these, um, these series of questions, let, let's just say for discussion purposes, the, the best score is 100. Okay. Um, so they are, um, they're given their score relative to that index, mm-hmm. that number, mm-hmm. and they see where they are relative to all others. Gotcha. But they don't see the information for all others. They only see their own information. I see. I so see. then we will give them a report uh, that's over 100 pages that will help them understand some of the areas of improvement that they can focus on. And then we invite them through the consortium to participate in roundtables, and they pick the themes that we want to talk about. Ah. So, for example, um, eliminating bias in the hiring process was one roundtable discussion we had. Mm -hmm. And different uh, partners offer case studies to show how they tackle that. Gotcha. Addressing the importance of measurement was another case study that we shared. Mm-hmm. And so imagine, you know, 20 companies sitting in a room and really learning from one another. That's interesting. Yeah. That's going to make a difference. That's going to make a huge difference, Lynn. And I love this idea because what you're essentially doing is you're, you're, you're creating a think tank. It's like almost like crowdsourcing like the best practices and then getting that, that information to, to each other. It's sort of like all ships rise when the, when the ocean rises kind of a thing, right? Right. Interesting. And now you have, and this is the best use of data because this is, now you have data to guide your progress. Mm. So we've got the tool, we've got the dialogue, we've got the commitment to act, and then uh, we'll measure this progress over time. Gotcha. And as you measure progress over time, have you, how long have you been doing this, this analysis for companies? This, we've just launched our first annual one yesterday. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is kind of in its preliminary stages in terms of getting longitudinal information across time. Have there been any interesting sort of uh, aha moments that have come out of this three-prong approach of measurement, dialogue, and commitment to act? 
Uh, I think that one, we didn't expect the number the numbers to be good. And what we were so mm. proud of for the companies that started out was mm. we wanted them not to be afraid of the, the truth. <laughs> we wanted them to, right. and that's what, one of the things that prevent people from wanting to be measured is they knew the data wasn't good. Mm-hmm. What we wanted to empower these people to do was to, to face the truth, mm-hmm. to really look at the numbers and say, great, they're not good. Okay, that's our truth. How can we do better? And mm-hmm. these thought leadership roundtables are so powerful in getting people to say, realize that there are some things they can do that ha- are low cost, mm-hmm. high impact, and scalable Interesting. that they can imp- implement today. There are other things that are quite challenging, getting mm-hmm. a CEO's commitment, creating cross-functional think tanks mm-hmm. to talk about the things each company has to do and to measure progress. That's something a company like L'Oreal has mm-hmm. been known to do. Mm-hmm. That's hard work and strategic, mm-hmm. but we have L'Oreal as a consortium partner, and they're sharing their work with us. So it's a very transparent sharing. I love your, your phrase, a crowdsourcing great ideas, <laughs> because that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it's the one plus one is five. I mean, it's the beauty yeah. of, of really putting the, it's a brilliant idea. And I love that you did this and had the, the this sort of foresight to, to, to bring this to this knowledge and wisdom to folks. But I, I love this idea of, of, because the other thing that happens when, when you do this, I think, and you can tell me this is correct, Lynn, is that when people get together and they start sharing, these are the vulnerabilities, here's where we've made mistakes. It's like, there's a transparency that opens up a kind of a, a allowance to be able to talk openly. This is the dialogue piece that you talked about about where where you don't have to be afraid of failure or that things aren't going as great as you as you want them to because you you are getting this conversation going along with your peers correct yes and the other thing is that oftentimes companies want to do this but they don't invest Oh. in resources to do it. So oftentimes diversity groups or HR groups are resource constrained. Mm. So by getting this inf- and by oh, working together, especially by looking at what leading brands are doing, mm-hmm. they're starting to understand that leading brands are focusing on this because they understand this is where their, their, their customers are. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is where their, their future lies. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's so important to us is to have brands participate so they can encourage their agency mm-hmm. and media partners to also participate. We want this to be a universal tool that everyone in marketing and media and tech uses to measure progress and evolve. And one thing I haven't mentioned is the cost. Mm -hmm. And the cost is nothing. Oh. We charge nothing. And the reason we charge nothing Hmm. is because we want there to be a frictionless way for people to get involved. Interesting. Interesting. So... That's very interesting because when you were described, it's very funny that you mentioned this, uh, Lynn, because when you're describing this, my, my mind was going, wow, this is so valuable. This must be so, this must be, you know, very expensive to get involved with because you were convincing me of the value proposition. proposition. You're saying this is like you're basically the knowledge is, is you're disseminating it, right? Sure. Interesting. So you, you can fill out the application. You can get your score. You can participate in the roundtables. and Wow. You pay nothing, and you pay. Okay, so I got to ask you. So, what's the business model? How is it? How are? How, how do you sustain this? How, how, the business model for us is thought leadership. Okay, really, have, as an organization, at our core, we are here for all women mm-hmm. to lead at every level of marketing and media. Mm-hmm. And so, what organizations expect from us is knowledge. Gotcha. As to how to get them from where we are now mm-hmm. to where we need to be. Gotcha. So it's part of, you know, when we talk about our core value proposition, this is, this is at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, this responsibility to our community mm-hmm. 
to help lead the way in this effort. And one of the things that we've done that we're really proud of is oftentimes organizations like ours will offer something like a benchmarking tool, and then there's other companies that offer it. And mm-hmm. it, it sort of gets daunting for companies to figure out which thing to participate in. So we've been reaching out to other associations in our space mm-hmm. and inviting them to join us. And we oh. say, if you, can, if you can have your customers embrace our tool, we'll point back to you and amplify your work. Gotcha. So that we can point to the very good work of a partner organization that's called the Four A's, of it, or another organization that's called the IAB. Mm-hmm. The other, the, there are several organizations that do wonderful things for, for inclusion and diversity. So what we're trying to do is amplify all of that work because we feel that there's room for all of us and more of us to focus on creating change here. Wow. And so knowledge is your currency, right, Lynn? That's, yes. That's, that's fantastic. Lynn Brannigan, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. It was a delight for me, too. Thank you so much. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.